This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who hopes he never breaks a law where the punishment is to marry a fish, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I hope there's a universe where a Reginald Vell Johnson high school actually exists. <laughs> yes, tell me about it. Uh, we're actually. Talk and you about know what's it. the bizarre thing? What he he's he's cast as uh, Principal Winslow. It's Being not Winslow. even Re- yeah. It's yeah. not even Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's just so weird. Like I said, uh, but I hope there is a world because I love Reginald. We're going to talk Johnson. about that in a second because that's that's actually. W- w- Prior to recording, uh, Ryan said there was something that, you know, there's a drawback to doing these things ahead of time is because we can't really really get, like, outside information to bring it into the podcast. And there's something about that I want to bring into it as well. So, uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the second season of the second, the second episode of the second season of Invincible titled, In About Six Hours, I Lose My Virginity to a Fish on Prime Video. If you are new or regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast. You can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get to the show ad-free. It doesn't matter which level you sign up for. Uh, as little as the $3 level, as high as the $20 level, all levels get the show ad-free. Just go over to Patreon, become a patron of our show, and you will get the show ad-free. You can also get additional bonus content as well on the Patreon app. So we do some bonus episodes and things like that. So there are different additional benefits besides just getting the show ad-free if you sign up for some of the higher levels. If you can't be a patron, though, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you left us a five-star rating. And if you had time, if you would write us a review while you're on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to interact with the show, we'd love for you to do so. Send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have or any comments that you'd like to uh, add to the show. We would love to hear those. So just go over to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, this is the second episode of season two of Invincible. We are halfway through the first part. The second part we will get in, we will get in sometime in early 2024. Yeah, that's depressing. It really is. I don't know why they did it this way, but yeah, I don't either. I'm sure they have a reason for it, but I don't know what that reason is. So, uh, anyway, so we both were pretty high on the first episode mm-hmm. of season two. What was your thoughts after seeing the second episode? 
I, I really like this. There's one part I'm kind of confused about, and we can talk it out. But besides that, man, I really like this. I like how we're dealing with the still dealing with the fallout right. of season one, especially for I thought Debbie Grayson by Sandra O oh was really yeah, good. good. Mm-hmm. Like getting to see what she's dealing with, even her family was yeah. just really, really fascinating to watch. You know, with that, and then Mark. Mark is. He's still, you know, he he still has trauma. He, but he's still trying to become a superhero himself. Right. So, those three storylines alone are really interesting to watch. And then they drop us in where we see, you know, I, I'm assuming Mark being turned into a bad guy. Yeah, uh, another, you know, another universe, uh, universe where he was where he was yeah. evil. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's what they were doing. Yeah, uh, one of the things, and we got Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that in just a second. So, uh, one of the things that I liked about. <clears throat> I forgot about this show because it, it's been over two years. I mean, it's been two and a half years since the first season came out. Uh, so, you know, and I didn't get a chance to go back and rewatch season one. You just recently watched it. But one of the things that I forgot mm-hmm. about that they do really well in this that reminds me of especially the first season of The Mandalorian. Yes, they have an overarching story. They haven't, which the overarching story is kind of, you know, is Mark going to become like his dad? Is he going to be able to uh, avoid going in down that same path that his father goes down? That's kind of the overarching story. But they also do basically an adventure of the week every every time. With yeah, us. yeah. Uh, and it kind of reminds me of the Super Friends con- con- cartoon yeah. as when we were kids. Yes, much more bloody, much more violent. <laughs> yes, much more violent. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're, I kind of see you. I kind of agree with you on that. It, it does have a kind of that that same type of feel to it, uh, except for all the the blood and guts and the, and the cussing and all that other stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, uh, but anyway. Like I said, I, I really like that just because, you know, this mm-hmm. this week we get, you know, him going down to Atlantis and dealing with uh, the fish people. I also had him uh, dealing with uh, Doc Seismic. Is that, was that his name? Yeah, uh, that's the name. Yep. Yeah, Doc so, Seismic. Uh, so and like, then Darkwing. Yeah, Darkwing is in this as well. Like I said, I, I don't know who was the voice of Darkwing, but uh, I, like that, I like that whole thing. So, like I said, just him kind of f- figuring out, you know, what his role with uh cecil is going to be uh like that's just yeah that's and walt goggins was really good this episode oh, yeah. cecil he, had a big part yes cecil cecil is fantastic and like i said walton goggins yeah. obviously is the voice of it so it, it makes sense yeah. that he, he would be fantastic yes. but um yes. uh but you know the episode starts off with uh you have doc seismic who is voiced by chris diamantopoulos who we both saw in uh miss davis, davis. Uh, and he plays a few people on this show yeah he's really good yeah. uh he's got a few roles because he's also donald he's uh that's yeah. his, kind of his main role but he's also the voice yeah. of uh doc seismic in this which i guess we're going to learn more about donald good moving forward yeah i know that's another thing we're going to be talking about here in a second but um this this is how the episode starts, and while all this is going on with Doc Seismic, you've got Mark having his graduation at Reginald Bell Johnson High School. <laughs> uh, so here was the thing that I, I wasn't really sure because I told you last week. You know, I've read a lot, I've read comics in the past. I'm not a, I'm not like just a comic expert, but it's a part of my history. I, I read them. I don't I haven't read one in a, in a long time, but uh, I haven't read these comics. These were comics that were completely new to me. Uh, Reginald Johnson, Reginald Bell Johnson does show up in one episode of season one. He's in the fifth episode. Yeah, yeah. 
He's the principal. Yeah, he's the principal. He's Principal Winslow. And I don't think, because I was not doing a podcast on that show back then, I probably wasn't paying quite as much attention. I knew that the character was voiced by Reginald. You can just tell. I mean, that's that's his character. Uh, That's who he is. And he looks like him. And it's like, okay. It's pretty obvious that's Reginald Ville Johnson doing that voice. I did not realize his name was Winslow. And I did not realize that this was Reginald Ville Johnson High School. Uh, I didn't realize the name of the high school till till then till this till episode the, uh, I, and apparently this is in the comics too the, the comics that's it is it, the character of principal winslow is based on carl winslow from family matters <laughs> uh I'd, i would like to know if the assistant principal is uh jaleel white that would i would yeah, yeah it's gotta be urkel it's gotta be it's gotta be urkel because when the, when they were doing that like because i'd forgotten like he's only in one episode of, of season of season one i'd forgotten yeah. about his character in, in general and like and, and i guess we won't see him again since they're done with high school, yeah my I guess is I hope we find. Well, I did read. In, I did read in the comics that he like becomes like a professor at a college as well. So. Oh my god! What a sitcom <laughs> thing to happen. Yeah, what a sitcom. <laughs> did Mister Feeney? Mister Feeney did that. Yeah, Mister Feeney yeah, did yeah. that. Oh yeah, so like God, I said, I, I read that. Yeah. And I may be wrong about that. Like I said, I just kind of looked into it. It's this is the thing that I was saying that's kind of harder. It's, Ryan and I get yeah. screeners of this, and then we try to release it when it comes out. It's harder to what? find research on this stuff when because nobody's yeah. nobody has written about it yet because it hasn't aired. So uh, well, and IMDb doesn't even have all the names right and all the names listed. Right. That's why I'm confused about something later on that we could talk about. But another thing that was really funny. So I was scrolling through Instagram and they had uh, Key and Peele have a hilarious skit about <laughs> Reginald L. Johnson. Wanting to quit the uh, wanted to quit Family Matters because uh-huh. the show wasn't about family <laughs> and Urkel is this dark killer that's like harassing him <laughs> like a horror movie. It is so funny. Uh, Jordan Peele is uh, Reginald Bell Johnson. Oh, is he? It's so funny. I saw that earlier this week and I'd forgotten about that skit and uh, so it was. I was so excited when I saw Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> Anytime I see, him. yeah, I, I love Reginald Bell Johnson. Die Hard, yeah, one of the best. And like I said, he, he just came famous yeah. for playing a cops, and that's kind of what he played for so yeah. much of his life. So, so let me let me show you what, what I'm confused okay, about. So one, when I heard Ben Schwartz's voice, I was like, "Well, here's a villain," because yeah. there's no way he's playing a good guy. So when they showed the astronauts, yeah. So I kind of re- they showed them in the uh, in the previously on. Right. Thank goodness. Because that's the other thing about the show. There's so many villains and oh, so yeah. many mm-hmm. stories. Sometimes you forget about that stuff. So I had forgotten about the astronauts. And uh, so then we had this one astronaut that's having issues. Right. Is that who Ben Schwartz is playing? I think so. Yeah. I think that's his. So, so uh, Shapeshifter is the crazy astronaut yeah. mm-hmm. from earlier. Okay. I was thinking yeah. that was, but they, because they show him switch to a Martian. Right. You know when he's having problems, mm-hmm. and then later on he shows up a shapeshifter. It didn't. It didn't sound like Ben Schwartz earlier, but it did when he was shapeshifter. Yeah, and I think that's where he's like. I think that's what he's doing because he's going into superhero mode when he's becoming yeah, shapeshifter. Yeah. So he's doing something different with his voice. <clears throat> but yeah, that's what it is because like. <clears throat> 
excuse me the when the landlord when the landlady tells him uh, yeah. you got to find a job and you got or you got to be out by thursday the very next thing he sees is the martian uh mr martian or what was what was the yeah. uh, i can't remember what the martian's name was Let's call it yeah i think it was mr martian okay uh he and he sees that martian as part of the superhero team the guardians of the globe he's like oh okay well i'll just go be a superhero and that's how i'll make money uh so yeah they, okay. he, he okay, is that's what yeah shapeshifter yeah. is uh that that astronaut because if you also i was just making sure because his voice he really disguised his voice that's why i was confused i thought i was right on that but yeah because if you also remember like at the end when he is describing how he came uh his yeah. like story he's like i am just a normal human who was born on this right, planet of right. earth uh so like i said yeah. uh, it was great i thought it was hilarious that part yeah was. i thought it was good too and like i said he really sounded like himself like he right. sounded like ben schwartz which which is a de- martian man is the name martian of the man thank you yeah i had said uh, mr martian when Ben Schwartz is in something, dead giveaway, he's the villain. <laughs> yeah, you would think he's going to be the villain. So, uh, which they do create a lot of villains in this thing. So, and this is yeah. kind of our second villain that we got. I'll be interested to see what yeah. they do with it because I don't know. Because uh, he obviously had huge villain vibes, especially in season right. one, uh, and he's got villain vibes again. Because like when he's giving his story, that his that's a complete and total lie. They're like showing the real story of how he actually right. was born, and it's not. Uh, it's pretty creepy and awful. So, yeah, it really uh, was. Uh, so, like I said, they graduate from high school after as as the high school graduation is wrapping up. This is when he ends up getting uh, Doctor Seismic put down. He goes to uh, he. This is not before though, the Washington Monument is basically destroyed. Uh, oh man, that was funny. Yeah, when when Cecil tells him, you know, it would have been great if you'd done it before National Treasure had been destroyed. Um, but he goes back and he gets his. They do the graduation thing. Uh, then they're at Adam Eve, Adam Eve's uh, her treehouse. I guess is what you you, you call that thing. Yeah, I, yeah not, sure. I'm not really sure what you call it, but they're they're celebrating. Uh, and Mark is obviously he's not enjoying things because uh, mm-hmm. he's on call at all times for the most part. Uh, and he's is, not a kid anymore. Yeah, he's not a kid anymore, and he's always there for Cecil. It's like he's trying to he's trying so hard to prove to the world, I am not my dad. I'm going to be there for right. whenever they need me, whenever they call me. I will be there, and I will do whatever. Uh, and this is what he currently thinks is a you know, is how he avoids being his father. But as we talk, when we get to some of the later stuff, he's going to realize it's not so easy to really just, just to just nail down what it means to not be his father. Uh, but this yeah. is what he currently thinks is anytime that the world needs me, anytime that Cecil needs me, I have to be there and I have to be there to stop something that's going on. And that's just kind of where he's at currently. Yeah, I, I agree. That was, it's, it's just fascinating to watch this character grow, you know, even as a, as a young man and he's, he, his, arc he's dealing with so much more in season right. two which is surprising because he dealt with so much in season one yeah what's interesting is because in season one he is this cocky uh you know arrogant kid who just thinks yeah. that he can do whatever uh that's why get, and, he's invincible yeah and that he's <laughs> and his his name comes about basically out of arrogance because yeah that's yeah. where he gets it from is he, he he thinks he's invincible and he's he's mostly is but he's not quite invincible yeah. he uh, takes a good butt whooping yeah he does he does he takes a good butt whooping every now and then so uh so they have this, like I said, he's obviously got all this stuff on his mind. Uh, he goes back home. He has a discussion with his mom about, you know, his mom's not real happy because the door is the the door to the cabinet isn't closing. She she says Cecil hired some uh, some amateur contractors to rebuild the house and. 
Mark has very different views. He's like, well, at least he rebuilt it. So there's some tension right. between the two of them. Uh, they're they're not quite seeing eye to eye. She they, wants. They're to, not connecting. No, either. they're not. You're right. Mm-hmm. And she hasn't been paying attention to what's been going on with him. And he probably hasn't been paying attention to what's going on with her right. as well. They're both in their own issues, which makes sense. I mean, let's just be Absolutely. perfectly honest with you. I mean, uh, the husband and the father that they thought they knew and the thought they loved can turned out to be, you know, this evil right. megalomaniac uh, world destroyer. So, I mean, well, not to mention, like, think about what Debbie's dealing with. She was told, uh, I never really loved her. She was just kind of a pet. Yeah, I know. Like that when I heard that line Ooh. in season, one, I was like, "You you do what with your pets?" <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, trust me, I would never do that with my pet. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, so they're they're kind of at odds with each other. You know, she wants to go take this nice vacation, and Mark's like, "I can't because I got to be on call." And this isn't this is upsetting to to Debbie because she she wants her child to be a child and he's not a child but look we both know that when you're in college you're you may not be a child but you're not an adult either. Yeah, uh, you're not an adult. So I mean there there's this weird middle ground but um like I said it just this is what makes the show so good. Yeah, the superhero stuff is great. Uh but they and this is what we'll, we'll be talking about a Marvel property later on that's going to be talking about quite about a lot about this type of stuff that I'm about to mention but the superhero stuff, like when the Marvel Cinematic Universe was at its peak and at its best, it's the, the fights are great. The action mm-hmm. is fantastic. But what makes it so, what made it so good? Like when the reason people were cheering at the end of Endgame, when, when, Cap says, uh, Avengers assemble when, uh, Tony, when people were bawling their eyes out when Tony ends up dying at the end of Endgame. So, spoilers for Endgame. So, if you haven't seen it, uh, Whoa, uh, spoiler alert. uh, but anyway, when you see those things at the end of Endgame, people are cheering, they're, they're crying, they're so emotionally invested. It's because they get the character moments right for those, for the yeah. people that are on screen. That's what they're doing. That's what they do really well in this in this show as well as they get these characters right and it's harder to me i think they deserve a little bit of extra credit just because it is a it is a animated show it's harder to connect to a cartoon than it is to a real person i'm 100 percent with you because like i've mentioned you know card adult animation is not my thing but i'm connecting to these characters so they're doing a fantastic job yeah they really are It's, it's been just a lot of it's just really cool to watch this show just watch mm-hmm. these characters develop and what they do with them so um obviously uh you know this is this is the point of attention so you know let's take a real quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about some of uh, the other stuff with this episode Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, so uh, in the rest of this episode, you know, we still have Mark having to deal with all of the superhero stuff. He's still dealing with mm-hmm. uh, he his, like I said, his belief is he should be there whenever Cecil calls, whenever Cecil needs him. That's what his job is supposed to be. And this is how he proves that he is not his dad. He's going to right. be there for Earth whenever they are needed. Um, 
So he has to go to Atlantis, uh, and because apparently the Atlanteans, which it's interesting that they're fish in this, because I, I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen Atlantis portrayed with fish people. Uh, but they're upset because their king was killed by Mark's dad, uh, and according to Atlantean law, the next of kin should take his punishment. Uh, and obviously, this isn't just something that's real high on on Mark's uh, to do list. Oh, well, hold on. Yeah. Before, you know what? I just forgot. We, we skipped over the whole Darkwing thing. Uh, so let's go back to it. What do you think about this part of the? What do you think about this part of the episode when they go to Darkwing and they go to that part of the city that's cursed? What do you think about all that? Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Was it called the Shadow Realm? I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Shadowverse. 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 Yeah. Yeah, man, it's kind of scary. Not, not a fan of the Shadowverse. Yeah, and what's interesting is Mark does kind of give over into the, yeah, I am my son, my dad's son. Right, there, right, right. There was he a does. little bit of that. So, like I said, mm -hmm. that was really interesting. I don't know if it was just because of the fact that he was worried about if the idea of being stuck in the Shadowverse forever, or if he was just trying to do it as a scare tactic. Uh like I said, that was just really interesting when he said, it's like you said, I'm my dad's son, or I'm yeah. Omni-Man's son. I just thought that was right. really interesting that he he's fighting this so hard, and he goes about and says that at that point. I don't know if it was a result of being in the Shadowverse, if that had an effect right. on him. I just thought that was interesting. What you think about? No, I'm with you. Yeah. What would you think about Darkwing? I thought Darkwing was cool. Uh, I know we saw him in the first season. But now he's back, I guess improved, and he yeah. has the Shadowverse. Yeah, well, and I, this is his. This is his Darkwing's assistant. He's taking up the mantle. So, um, okay, yeah. Uh, so that's how that's how he has returned is because he's actually not the he's not the original one. Uh, yeah. I did not catch who was the voice of him. I cannot find it anywhere. Uh, the voice sounded familiar. Yeah. Uh, this is again the issue of not doing this ahead of time. Uh, I couldn't tell you who, who yeah. was uh, the voice of that that particular character, but I, but I enjoyed his performance. He, yeah. He seemed imposing. He seemed intimidating mm -hmm, uh, until he, he wasn't. But once he got defeated, he was right. pretty, he was like, oh, okay, I'm I'm not that great after all. So, uh, all right. So now let's get back to Atlantis. Uh, I skipped ahead a little bit. All right. So he has to go to Atlantis. Uh, they basically have worked out a deal where he will marry uh, the queen, and or this is what they think is going to be the case: is yeah. that he will marry the queen, and this will sate the anger of the Atlanteans and Cecil assures him that there will be no marital relations. And this is where they oh get the title God. of the episode. Uh, that's just kind of a, a symbolic title thing because Mark's got a girlfriend. Uh, he wants to go, yeah. you know, go to college. And they're getting girlfriend. serious. They're getting yeah. serious. And she's, she's doing political work. She's got her own thing going. Um, so you got all that going on, on out there. And, uh, but this is where it gets interesting to me just because this is where he had to kind of con he has to kind of confront you know what it really truly means to be his dad because cecil yeah. is one of the things that cecil tells sandra o's character uh debbie is one of the things that he tells her is you know he's not like his father he'll take orders because that was the thing with omni-man omni-man never yeah. would officially be a part of the guardians of the globe because he didn't want to take orders he didn't want to be, be actually a part of that team because he wanted to work on his on his own and you know Cecil's happy because Mark will do whatever he tells him to do. But he has this moment because this huge beast that they have brought in to possibly try to kill Mark uh, in this battle of combat, this uh, trial by combat that they do, he gets he gets free when Cecil brings in these reinforcements, these missiles that are basically uh, called down or torpedoes. I'm not sure what it was. But uh, the beast gets free and starts just rampaging throughout Atlantis. And Cecil tells him to get out of there. It's it, you gotta You've got to go. 
but is he like his father because he'll follow orders or is he not like his father? I mean, is he not like his father because he'll follow orders but, or is he not like his father because he's going to disobey Cecil and go save these people? Like I said, this is this is the yeah. thing that he's kind of struggling with. You know, he thought he knew exactly what it meant to not be his dad, but he doesn't completely understand this and that it's a more complex thing than he originally thought. Like I said, this is what I thought was so worked so well in the episode. Yeah. I thought it, I liked it as well. And I like how at the end he ends up saving the people. Right. And, uh, and he ends up being the hero. I also like how at first he fights like a small fish and he's yeah. like, Oh yeah, this was so easy. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Uh, when that little miniature fish thing yeah. pops up, he's like, this, Oh, this show does comedy like that very well. Yeah, they really do. They do a good job of that, that particular portion of the comedies of it. Uh, some other stuff that I want to talk about before we wrap up, uh, Adam Eve has, a, she has an interesting arc in this particular episode. Uh, yeah. She goes to Chicago to try to help with the re, uh, with the rebuilding project they're doing. She uh, reassembles one of the apartment buildings, uh, and the people who are the people who are in charge of this project they're mad at her because they don't know if it's up to code. They don't. She's kind of taking their job. Uh, and then she ends up creating this park out of this abandoned lot, uh, and you know everybody loves her. Everybody's uh, thankful for her. But later on in the episode, when she goes back home, and this is where, if you, I would highly recommend watching uh, the Adam Eve uh, special. Uh, like I said, it kind of falls between season one and season two. You get a, they really explore the relationship between her and her parents, so it gives a little bit more, okay. it gives a little bit more depth to this scene, uh, and just some a lot of things that they have been through. Uh, but she goes back home and her dad has apparently lost his job at the furniture factory that he worked at for 20 years. He's now at Burger Mart. Uh, and Adam's like, you know, I, I can help out. I can just create stuff. This is her power set. I can just make stuff out of, you know, I can make, take one thing and make something completely different and make it better. So she stocks the grocery full, the fridge full of groceries. She puts fruit on the table. Uh, when she finds out that her dad has lost his job, she turns one of the she turns an apple into twenty four karat gold and says, "Go sell it." And she's just kind of missing the point of what her father is yeah. feeling at this point. Like I said, and they're both they're both right, but they're both wrong at the same time, which is so interesting. Right, and it was so compelling to watch. Like you know, this is a cartoon, and and to see the stakes of this. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're right because it's it's really interesting the fact that they can kind of explore this because. Yeah, she's correct because she says, you know, you've got to. Because later on in the episode, when she goes back, she says, "You, I, you know, I understand. I missed the idea that, uh, you know, this is hard for you because you've you've supported us, you've provided for us your entire life. That's what you've done with your life. That's who you are." Uh, but she's also correct, and, and she's also correct when she says, "You've got to let go of this." you know macho right. male uh dominant thing that she's he, he's got going on but she's he goes back to her and says you know you just wanted to you you skipped all these steps you decided and you know what i'm not going to worry about that bureaucratic red tape that she was praised for for cutting through when she was in chicago but the reason nobody had done anything with that lot is because it wasn't stable. So this park that she creates uh, ends up having serious issues. Uh, there were some accidents. Nobody dies, but you know people get injured, and so she's having to yeah. deal with that guilt. So like I said, really complex stuff they're dealing with in, really in the show. So uh, the other thing I do want to talk about before we go on to our awards for this week, Donald. Donald in season one clearly dies. Yes, <laughs> he clearly clear. dies. I mean, there is no question about it that that he dies in the, in uh, season one. 
but he is somehow back in this thing. And, like, and, you know, I just kind of thought that, you know, somebody would recognize him besides, besides, uh, Debbie. Uh, or yeah, Debbie. And, like, Donald's like, why is she acting so weird around me? And Cecil is just yeah. kind of like, whatever. I mean, it's like he so doesn't. So we're going to find out Donald was all was always a clone? Maybe. I don't know. Like I said, that, yeah, that was yeah. the most interesting. That was. was. That was the part that really had me interested. Like, what is going on here? Is is Donald, did he really die? Was that well, somebody? Well, when I saw Donald in the first episode, I was like, Oh, that guy got killed. Yeah, I, I did too. And like I said, uh, it was just weird that they were yeah. that they put him in mm -hmm. here, and like everybody except for Debbie seems to be acting like he's supposed to be there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. something is definitely going on. I just don't know what it is. Right. Uh, real quick, let's touch on the post credit scene. Uh, the post credit scene is because we already talked about the Martians, uh, so I'm not going not going to circle back to that. Uh, the post credit scene, you've got uh, Angstrom who is interrogating mark and you know you don't realize exactly which mark it is but apparently this is one of the evil marks in one of the other universes uh he's interrogating because he wants to know how the humans got the best of them uh and he basically explains i can't remember what he said about omni man i can't remember what he said uh they did to omni man but uh they got him because they just wore him down and he had to fall asleep and that's when uh they took advantage of that and while he was sleeping that's how they ended up capturing him. i wish i could remember what it was that they said happened to yeah, him, I, don't but remember I, either. I can't yeah. remember because they did something to him and i just can't remember what it was uh but also in this this parallel universe we find out that cecil and donald are, are, are women in this in this uh parallel oh yeah universe. yeah that was funny uh, <laughs> that was funny it was like because when those women showed up i was like who are that and then i saw like that prototypical scar that Cecil has. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then Donald's the glasses were on the other woman. It's like, okay, right. this is Donald and this is Cecil. Uh, but he basically is telling a uh, Angus, that's his name? Or... Angstrom, Angstrom. Uh, Angstrom, yeah. Yeah, Angstrom was telling Mark in this particular universe, like, you know, just tell me this, I'll help you get out, I'll help you get out of this predicament. And he finally gives up the information, and then he basically betrays him and says, all right, just do whatever you want to him for, for uh, ruining your world. And that's where the episode ends. So yeah. obviously, Angstrom is going. is going to be continue to be bigger, but I don't know if he's going to reveal himself to be this big bad until later on in the season. Obviously, not the uh, second episode, but third, yeah. or fourth episode. My guess is end of episode four is he kind of becomes uh, a little bit bigger deal and is I kind of right. the big bad in the second half. Yeah, I think you're right on that. So, but we shall see. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we do our weekly awards? No, I think we're ready for some awards. All right, then let's do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are talking about a show throughout the course of a season, uh, we give three weekly awards. Up first is the Tyrion Lannister, who is the MVP for the week. Who is your Tyrion Lannister for this week? I'm going to uh, Sandra O oh as uh, Debbie Grayson here. Okay. Uh, I went ahead and went with Stephen Yoon, but I also wanted to shout out Walton Goggins uh, as well. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought he was yeah. a good set. If you wanted to go with like a secondary so one, I thought he was great. Mm -hmm. uh, but Sandra was really good in this too. So, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I thought all along, the, what was your best scene of the week? I really like Eve and her family arguing over the issues and how they, you know, her dad especially does not want her to be a superhero. Yeah, I thought that was a really good one. Uh, I really liked the scene between Mark and Debbie at their home. I thought yeah, that was a really good one. I, that was really good too. Uh, and then, if you just want a really good battle scene, the Atlantis scene is, is fantastic as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, the if you come with the king, you best not miss. What's your best line of the week? 
I know it's a little lowbrow, and I apologize, but when Walton Goggins says, your dad vanished like a fart in a hurricane, <laughs> that's going to win for me every time. I'm not even sure what that means, right. but, <laughs> I don't but when Walton Goggins is talking about farts vanishing in a hurricane, uh, it's going to win every time. I'm sorry. Uh, mine is when he... And I, I, my guess is he's improv that line. They that probably did. Like Walton Goggins would say. <laughs> uh, mine was when he was getting ready to fight the, the large fish thing he says uh you want me to fight that seems a little unfair and then he realizes exactly what yeah, it was, yeah, was so. all right rating time here on the main attraction podcast our top of the list for us is a succession uh beneath the succession is lost middle of the road is friends beneath the friends is uh full house and bottom of the barrel force is a baywatch uh we both had this at a succession last week are you keeping it there oh yeah yeah definitely this this you know it's just as good as the first and the first season so yeah yeah I'm, succession i'm with you on that as well it, uh, to me this is like just kind of like prototypical succession it's just really strong right. from start to finish i uh, really enjoy it i uh, have really thought highly of this ep- of this season this episode as well so right all right before we go we do like to do some things that we are looking forward to so what are some things that we want to share with our listeners that way you can get excited about them as well what are some yeah. things you're looking forward to so so coming out this weekend we we have uh, the killer, the David Fincher movie uh, on Netflix oh, starring Michael Fassbender. Yeah, November the tenth. Oh, I need to see that. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. So November the tenth, uh, we will see the killer starring uh, Michael Michael Fassbender. I can't, so, yeah, that comes I can't believe he didn't try to get some type of theatrical release for that. I know, man. That well, it's very very small. I think it's out like in California oh, only, it? but yeah, oh, okay. I didn't. I, probably like watching the trailer. It looks like a movie you want to see in the theater. Yeah, I was kind of surprised on a bigger one. And then the other, uh, the uh, Lawman Bass Reeves, the next Taylor Sheridan Paramount uh, okay. Plus with uh, our guy David Aulio, uh starring as Bass Reeves, who was a law a African American lawman in the 1800s. Okay, uh, it's it's with him and. Um, Dennis Quaid is also the star. So it uh, looks good. You know, uh, we like David O uh, whenever we see him and stuff. So, And D- Taylor Sheridan, David I, I can't what imagine. Was, what, was David, what was David O in? Uh, he was in, uh, uh, oh, crap. We covered Solo. something. Solo. Solo. He was the right. sheriff. Yeah, he was the sheriff. Solo. That's right. He was the sheriff. That's right. He was really good in that. So I can't imagine he's not good in this. So Lawman Bastrapes comes out. Uh, it starts November the 3rd. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that I'm always just, I'm always skeptical about Taylor Sheridan. Uh, yeah, me, you are. Me and him have uh, I've, I don't like some stuff of him, but I like yeah. David O. So I'll probably get, end up trying to give that a yeah. chance once once I get some free time. Who knows when that will be? Uh, but all right. So for me, some things I've got. You, act, I actually wasn't going to add this. I didn't know that you, there was a trailer for this, but you sent it to me and Rob Hadaway in a group chat. Um, look. Echo has been rumored to be awful. It has been rumored that they, they might even quietly cancel it. Uh, they released a trailer for it today. Looks pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty dang good. Uh, I was really surprised because they're putting this on Disney Plus and Hulu. Uh, it's going to be TVMA. I didn't realize that at first. I was, I was watching that trailer. I was like, this seems really violent for Disney Plus. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, it says make sure your settings are for TVMA on Disney plus like, Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Uh, but Wilson Fisk, uh, played by, uh, what's his name? D'Onofrio, uh, what's uh it? Vincent, D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio going to be fantastic. He has, uh, obviously he'll have one less eye. They show that in the trailer. Uh, 
like I said, it looks pretty darn good. And look, now, I mentioned this as well to Ryan and Rob. You know, the Secret Invasion trailer looked pretty darn good to me as well. So, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. things can happen. Uh, but I'm a little well, bit more excited for that than I thought it would be. I'm with you. And we know Daredevil's in it. Yeah. We know Zane McLaren plays her father. Right. Because he was in the Hawkeye. You know, it has a really good cast. If you have watched... Uh, like people like Graham Greene, uh, Tattoon, Cardinal. If you've watched uh, Reservation Dogs or Killers of the Flower Moon, a lot of the people from that cast are in this. Devery Jacobs, who's one of the main cast members of Reservation Dogs, uh, she was briefly in the right. trailer. She's supposed to be a main cast member. So I, 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 I'm excited about this. And also the Native American aspect of it. I didn't realize yeah. it was going to be bringing that into right. it. So that it looks very interesting. It, it really looks does. like it could be dark. Yeah, it does. They're they're going to they're going to release everything on January tenth. All eight episodes are I think it's six or eight. I don't remember how many episodes. Yeah, I think it was eight. And I'm good with that, man, because we've yeah. mentioned that would have helped Miss Marvel and She Hulk. Yeah. So I, I would be really interested to see how they uh, do with this. So, uh, like I said, it, it has gotten a lot of bad press, and who knows? I mean, it may end up being yeah, bad, but who knows? They, they have done. I will give whoever cut the trailer that you have to give them at least some credit because it, mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who were just like me, like, you know, this actually looks kind of good. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I know people are kind of like crapping on it a lot, but it looks kind of good. So, uh, looking forward to that. Also, we're not sure if we're going to be covering it yet or not, uh, but as you're listening to this, uh, at least I think it's this weekend, uh, maybe the following weekend as you're listening to this, uh, Monarch, the new Apple TV Plus show about uh, Godzilla and all yeah. the big monsters. Uh, is it coming out the weekend that they're listening to this? That would be the 10th. No, it comes out the 17th, right? Yeah, 17th. So it's yeah. the following weekend. So, like I said, we're not sure if we're covering it yet. We're, we're about two weeks away. We, we kind of haven't figured out exactly what we're doing with coverage-wise at that point. But we might be. So, uh, And exciting that star Kurt and Wyatt Russell together. Yes, I know. That's, that, that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, Apple does... They, they have some misses, but... Uh, in terms yeah. of streaming services, I think they have probably a higher ratio of hits than they do misses than most other streaming I think services. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, really looking forward to that. So that that should be a fun one when it comes out. So, all right, I guess that wraps us up for this week's coverage of Invincible. Unless there's something else you'd like to add. I appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I will echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.